0: Welcome to the Naked Bootleg. Today we will definitely be rolling out of the trivia pocket with no protection because we are going to begin our Naked Bootleg redraft series. Uh, I'm hosting this one. This is Scott, obviously, and I'm joined by the other two draft aficionados of the bench Benchwarmers. Um, I'll introduce them and then we'll kind of talk to you a little bit about what we're doing here. Uh, first up, he put a shirt on, um, unfortunately for us, right before this started, but uh, Marcus is here. What's up, man?
1: Uh yeah, I didn't feel comfortable with you two seeing my my uh seeing me in my robe with an open chest, just didn't feel right. So uh, I covered up. Um, but I'm good. It's always good to talk draft. Uh, anytime I have the combine on in the background. Uh, disappointed by a couple things that happened today, but eh, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. This is the fun. This is always a fun idea.
0: Yeah, it is draft season. It's upon us, so this is something we'll be doing. We're starting this off, of course, with the 2000 NFL Draft, and so in order to do that, we needed to bring in Mr. 2000 Draft himself. Eric Ede, what's going on, man? It's
2: windy, um, but anytime... I don't care. I mean, if the internet cuts off, I got my phone, we can hotspot it, so we're good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, 2000 Draft is my jam, so... I mean, I, I still think Penn State needs to go one and two regardless,
0: just for <laughs> sentimental reasons. <laughs> yeah, they didn't say who, so it, it might not be exactly the way that it went. Um, yeah, so just to kind of preface this before we get into it, we're going to redraft uh, from the year 2000 up until, I mean, I guess I don't know when we'll stop. It's a little bit too soon to do last year's again, but we'll just decide when when we stop. But we're going to do each year. Um, In typical redraft fashion, we're going to do this with the benefit of hindsight, of course. We now know, obviously, where the players' careers went and where maybe they should have been taken. But we are also going to be factoring in the status of each individual franchise during the 2000 draft. So if that team was in a really good spot and they had a position that they felt like they were great at, even if the best player on the board is that position we may go in a different direction. And I think we'll see that right at the top here because obviously 2000 draft, I'm sure most people understand right off the bat. Well, that's Tom Brady's draft. So obviously he's going number one overall. So, but we'll kind of just make the picks here off the board and then we'll discuss it. We'll analyze it. And we'll just kind of go from there. Um, Any last thoughts from you guys before we get started? No, no. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) <laughs> um so glad we're both on the same page there <laughs> yeah yeah so we picked uh the order right before we started recording so it's gonna be what, me eric marcus is that, that's that what it yep, is? that's what we got all right so then this is i'll just rip the band-aid off here then uh since i'm drafting first overall the cleveland browns are on the clock um we know that in the actual draft they took courtney brown i can tell you right now that's not where they're going this time around um And I'm also not picking Tom Brady because and I know you're probably going to turn off this podcast and say, well, that was a dumb redraft because these idiots don't have Tom Brady going first overall. And he's the greatest player of all time. But they just drafted Tim Couch last year in this scenario. So they feel like they have a franchise quarterback. They need to go in a different direction. I'm going to keep it on the defensive side of the ball because I think that just makes sense. They have some stuff kind of on offense. I mean, they have Tim couch and and some stuff and maybe later they'll still draft Dennis North in this redraft. We'll see, but uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go actually, you know what? I'm going to change it up. I think I I was thinking Brian Erlacher here just because I feel like he's the most prolific defensive player in this draft uh, based on his career, but I'm going to go and I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to go with the old, Draft your franchise quarterback, and then if you draft one again, get him that offensive tackle to protect him. So one overall, Cleveland Browns are going to draft Chris Samuels. Ooh. I want to protect my investment.
1: I like that because Chris Samuels was a fantastic player for a very long time. And, yes, if this 2000 version of the Cleveland Browns wants to save Tim Couch's life, and hope to God that he turns out better than he did in this <laughs> version of our lives. Uh protecting him with Chris Samuels. That's to me, that's prime position and the best guy at that position. But with hindsight
2: <laughs> it's, it's Tim Couch.
0: <laughs> don't know. Okay,
2: all right. Never mind. I just I don't know if somebody saw <laughs> Saying, something else. I didn't we see.
0: know who these players are. <laughs> From this draft, okay. we don't know who the players are from last year's draft, Eric. Oh, we all right, draft that one. <laughs> We just
2: we don't know them. <laughs> he's he's just he's gonna be great. All right, cool. No, I mean, can we start like the Tom Brady thing? I'm not saying that you should have taken him first overall because whatever. What I want to know is if he went, like you know, if I use him at two, right? How different of a career is it? Is it because, you know, from the very beginning, it's Brady Belichick. It's Brady Belichick. Who's 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 doing it? Is it Brady or is it Belichick? Was it Belichick in the beginning and then Brady got good and comfortable and then he became
0: what he was? It's hard. to. I mean, it's hard to say, like, I think until a couple of years ago, everyone thought that. And then, you know, this whole Buccaneers thing was like, oh, all right, maybe it was more. Maybe we do need to give Tom more credit. Yeah, because we can see him do it in a different type of offense. I mean. I've watched Tom Brady the last couple of years throw the ball further down the field than I had in the last 12 years before that, like since Randy Moss left New England. So I definitely don't think it was a question of talent. His arm talent didn't erode like people were saying in New England. They just designed an offense where most quarterbacks could be successful. I think they just happened to fall into also having the best player of all time in that system. But I mean, I guess we'll talk about it more when he gets drafted here, if we feel like he'll have success in this place.
2: So, so here's here's one of my first question, because since I am using the uh, the Washington uh, football team, um, commanders, I don't uh, just threw up in my mouth. Um, am I, am, do you want me to use both of them since they are pick? They pick two and three. Um, or do you want me to just throw that back to you, Marcus?
1: I wouldn't mind if you threw it back to me because okay. it might be interesting what I yeah. do based off of what you do with number okay. two. All right. So, yeah, I kind of like us getting to split up uh, okay. Washington. All right. So, I mean, with that said,
2: I feel like you have to go Brady here. Um, Brad Johnson was their quarterback. <laughs> Jeff George was the backup. Todd Houska. Is that how you say his name? I don't even know how to say USAC. it. Hussack. Yeah, Husack. whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's those their quarterbacks in the year 2000 um, for people that didn't remember that. So I feel Tom Brady goes here, and it's a no-brainer.
0: Uh, yeah, let me just quickly say that the actual pick here was LeVar Arrington, of course. Oh,
1: so. yeah.
2: And it it's hurts just, me it's... not to go, <laughs> my man, even though it hurt me even more so in 2000 to see a Penn State linebacker go to yeah. – uh, well, a, a Penn State defensive lineman who was supposed to go great, go number one to Cleveland, and then a Penn State linebacker who was supposed to be great and had a decent career go to Washington just ripped my
0: soul out. All right, Marcus. So Chris Samuel's off the board, Tom Brady's off the board. You're on the clock with Washington.
1: Yeah, and this is kind of why I wanted to stick with, you know, uh, you take, you know, you taking somebody and I'll take the other, the other pick for them, because now this. The, uh, you know, Washington is in a tough spot because there are other tackles that were drafted in the first round. And to me, there's only one really that I would consider like maybe good enough to consider here. And it's Chad Clifton. But I don't know if it's number three overall worthy. <laughs> and you know, and I'm and as you look at their roster, you know, I mean, their O line isn't terrible. I mean, they they had drafted John Jansen. John Jansen was young. Um, they they just don't have they don't have as much of a concern. I don't think there. I think they can survive and maybe get somebody later. I mean, we're only doing the first round, but I think I am going to go linebacker here because that was obviously a priority for them previously, and I'm not going with LeVar Arrington, unfortunately. I'm going to go with um the man who was miraculously able to grow back his hair after he retired. Super weird. Um and Hall of Famer, uh with the third pick, Washington's going to take Brian Erlacher. Can
0: you imagine telling a Washington fan, like, hey, you could have had Tom Brady and Brian Urlacher. <laughs> <laughs> <year> Yikes. <laughs>
2: yeah. Number two and three, we got Brady and Urlacher. I think we're going to be okay.
0: Yeah. let fine. I up. mean, Brady's the greatest at his position and Urlacher, you know, depending on how you look at linebackers. But there are a lot of people who say he's what one of maybe the five best middle linebackers that's ever played the game. So to get that at two and three, yeah, that's pretty good. God, this was a weird team. This is a weird team. A weird team. <laughs> their,
1: receivers are, their receivers are old ass Irving Fryer, Andre Reed, uh Michael Westbrook was fizzling out, James Thrash. I was just gonna say it was James Thrash there. Yeah, and then you had Champ Bailey and the oldest collection of DBs of all time. You've got Dion yeah. and Daryl Green are still playing, oh.
0: Mark Carrier. You, you made a good point there, though. Now if you, if you think about it. They're building around Tom Brady, Brian Urlacher, and Champ Bailey,
2: and Stephen Davis. I mean, only well, I mean, 26 yeah, at the time, I mean, but... yeah.
0: But he was, yeah. yeah, he was a really good run. Like, that's a solid core. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would give my
2: life for a good. 20
0: Skip days. Hicks,
1: remember Skip Hicks? Skip, Skip, Skip Hicks, Skip Hicks is the backup running back, uh, yeah. and I like that. Larry Centers, like, even though he's old, like that dude was awesome. They have like a an interesting roster, and it's unfortunate that instead of. You know, it that they had Brad Johnson. Well it it it, it doesn't help that your head coach was uh
2: Yeah. <laughs> was it two thousand? It was North Turner, I think that's the year he got fired and then you got Terry uh Rubisky <laughs> came in after that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not Brian
0: Rubisky. Um Daddy. Yeah, I mean and one thing I think we mentioned too before we did this, what we're gonna do is kind of keep track of the picks the previous year. So when we're drafting in in 2001, when we do our next one, when Washington's on the clock in this universe, Washington has Tom Brady, Champ Bailey and Brian Urlacher. So we can kind of build off that. And don't yeah. worry, I'll keep track of that.
2: This is this is what we're doing. We're doing a fan theory draft.
0: Yeah, this pretty is, much. We're,
2: we're building our own world because the world we live in right now sucks. So let's make our own.
0: And I don't think Washington fans would be mad at that at all. No. I'm sure they're going to want to live I, in our universe.
2: I'm starting to regret this entire decision because now living in this world where Washington has Erlacher
0: and Brady, I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, and Champ Bailey, maybe he, he stays in this universe. They don't trade him.
2: Marcus so. is back.
1: I don't know what just happened. Actually, that happened the last time we recorded on here, Eric. I just got booted randomly for no reason. That's fine. Yeah. You're still OK, closing, but OK.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, I'll move along. I'm on the clock for the Bengals oh, at number four <laughs> overall uh, in this actual draft. Of course, they drafted Peter Warwick, which I don't again, hindsight speaking. I'm, that's not going to happen here. Um, I'm in an I feel I'm in an interesting place with them, right? Because it's, it's very I guess it's similar to Cleveland where they went out and drafted their quarterback in the top five last year. So they have who I guess they presume still is the guy at at quarterback. Um, obviously, they're fine at running back. Well, maybe not, but I, I mean, I'm not going to go running back here. I, I get what they were trying to do, I guess, with Peter Wark because you want to get that dynamic player in the offense to pair with the dynamic or what you thought to be dynamic quarterback. So I'm, I'm tempted to to do something on the offensive side of the ball because I understand what they're trying to build in Cincinnati with an offense there. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this draft and I, I don't know if I feel comfortable taking Plastico Burris number four overall in this redraft, but I also get it. Like, it makes sense. I feel like a big target like that for your, for your young quarterback is usually good. I mean, we see it all the time. So I, I, I think this is a team like I feel like they would they did with Warwick like they would take a shot at that to try to have that dynamic offense in a league that's still not like it is today where obviously that's apparent like you need to have a dynamic offense. I feel like they were trying to do it. So I will reluctantly draft number four overall for the Cincinnati Bengals, Plaxico Burris, and hope that he doesn't shoot himself. And yeah, because I mean, he was a productive player. It's not like he was. A bad receiver, so I mean, you're getting a guy that when he's on and when he's healthy and when he's focused on the game is a really, really talented receiver to try to help out this maybe not very accurate quarterback that you drafted last year.
2: No, I mean, if you look at it, Cincinnati in 1999, their top receivers were uh an aging Carl Pickens, I believe he's maybe 29, right. 30. And, yeah, he was yeah. there, I think their leading receiver was Darnay Scott. So, I mean. Yep. Peter Ward. Don't talk. Was... Don't talk about him like that. Don't. Don't take that tone about Darnell. Hey, I love He's Darnay one of the Scott. best
0: receivers in the history of that franchise.
2: Yeah, I. Yeah, I get it, and that's not saying <laughs> <Right>. a lot. <laughs> now that Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals,
1: AJ Green's still alive.
0: Yes, I'm. So, I'm
2: sorry. When he played, he was amazing.
0: Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's where we're at. Um, so that brings us to Eric at five for Baltimore. Do they go different?
2: I don't think you go different than what they... I think they're one of the few teams that would be the same. I mean, it's Jamal Lewis. I, they needed a running back. I don't know who you would take other than Jamal Lewis. I mean, you can think about Sean Alexander for a second. I'm sorry, Marcus. Um, but, no, I think that's that's nail on the head. They're one of the few teams that did it right and kind of hit it out of the park i believe he should be a hall of famer why he's not there yet i don't know um but yeah i'm I'm gonna just go chalk
0: here and keep it the same way and ravens are gonna take jamal lewis and probably go to the super bowl just like they did exactly yeah no i no arguments i mean a 2000 yard rusher like yep i'm good yeah i like it i like it a lot I mean, right. and
2: the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's on the 2000s All-Decade team. Yeah. He's, he, he had a 2,000-yard season. I mean, where's – one thing, if you look at his, his stats, though – or not stats, his, his highlights or awards, he's only made one Pro
0: Bowl. There was a lot of good running backs back then, though. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the competition for Pro Bowl back then for running back was a lot different than it is now, where it's like, oh, you ran for 600 yards? Yeah, you can you can make the Pro Bowl.
2: True. And back then, not everyone made the Pro Bowl.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was, it yeah. Actually, People actually yeah. played in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you had to earn it, like, for sure. All right. So over to Marcus at six, drafting for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, in actuality, this pick was Corey Simon. So we'll see if Marcus sticks to that or if he goes in a different direction. Um,
1: I'm not going to go in the same direction. And as a matter of fact, I'm not even going to draft this. Let's just say it. The the defensive tackle class in this draft is not great. And Corey Simon did make a Pro Bowl. He's a solid player. But when I'm looking at this team, you've got a young Donovan McNabb. You've got Deuce Staley. Um, the O-line, John Runyon, Trey Thomas. Like this is a solid O-line. You've got Hugh Douglas, um Hollis Thomas, (laughs) uh uh you know, podcast favorite, Mike Mamula. Um (laughs) from Buffalo. Yeah. Workout workout warrior. (laughs) Workout the first workout warrior. Um and then defensively, I mean their secondary was one of my favorites growing up. You got Bobby Taylor, you got Troy Vincent, you got Dawkins. Uh, a young Al Harris, like this is a, this is a solid defense. Uh, you got Jeremiah Trotter in the middle. Um, my, my biggest issue is this receiving core is not good. Got Charles Johnson Um, in this draft. They end up later getting Todd Pinkston, but I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait for Todd Pinkston. I want to address this now because you know, there are some solid names in this draft, but there's not a lot of high end receiving talent. So in this redraft, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to take Lavernius
0: Coles at six. That's a,
2: that's a big jump, but he's somebody who should have went in the first, definitely.
0: Yes, I agree. I, I actually like that pick a lot and I, I feel like he fits well in that offense. Oh he's a, yeah. Yeah. That, he's that a burner.
1: Cool. I mean and Lavernius Coles, like, I know he never truly like had I mean, he was just—he had—he has three thousand yard seasons. Two of them were over twelve hundred yards. I mean, the guy just was a big play threat, and that's what they needed. And no offense to Todd Pinkston, but I don't think he ever brought that. He was fine, but yeah, I'd rather—I'd rather give McNabb an explosive weapon. So that's you know that's Lavernia's goals.
0: Yeah, I like it. Can't say anything bad about it. Um yeah, we'll just move on then. Um I'm up on the clock. Number seven overall, the Arizona Cardinals. Um the pick here uh was Thomas Jones, who Eric has mentioned on, on our bench episodes, very underrated when you look at his career. Like he had a really, really good career as a running back and it's so like he doesn't get talked about at all. Um I'm not gonna go there though. I'm looking at I I'm looking at this Cardinals roster at the time and like I mean we can't factor in obviously like free agency and who who's up and, but it's like they had Michael Pittman who was a serviceable running back for them. Uh, I'm looking at the season before here. He had like almost 1300 yards, total yards for them. And, you know, going into this draft. So I actually feel like they're set at the position, let's say he signed an extension or whatever. Um, and I'm looking at the rest of the offense, right? You got David Boston in there, Jake Plummer at QB. So offensively, Skill players, I think they're fine. Um, I'm looking at their O-line, and it's terrible. Uh, LJ Shelton's like – oh, and Anthony Clement are like the only two guys here whose names I even recognize on their O-line. So I'd like to try to beef that up if I can. But as you pointed out, Marcus, earlier, this isn't a strong O-line draft, at least not this high. I mean – and Chad Clifton would be the pick here, but LJ Shelton's already at left tackle, and he's young, and he's pretty serviceable. So I don't think they double up there. So – I'm looking to go uh, defense here just because I'm, I'm looking at their defense. And, I mean, they're okay in the secondary. Obviously, Ineas Williams is there. RIP Pat Tillman, Kwame Lassiter's back there. So I, I feel okay in the secondary. Simeon Rice is there. Um, so I'm going to go front seven. This is where I'm going to take LeVar Arrington for them. I'm going to put him in that defense with a young Simeon Rice, with Ronald McKinnon, who's a pretty serviceable middle linebacker, um, and try to bet on the upside. So number seven, Arizona Cardinals LeVar Arrington.
2: Makes sense. I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, when it's quiet after somebody makes a pick, it's kind of like, yeah, we agree. Like that's.
1: Yeah. And and real quick too, Arizona, they gave up on Thomas Jones so early, like it just made no sense. Like if you had said, I'll stick with Thomas Jones. Yeah, because Arizona, you need to, you know, let your investment like, you know, let him grow and let him work through it. Because it was after he left, he only played three seasons for Arizona, and then they shipped him off. And then he just has a string of thousand yard seasons.
0: And, right, and it's not like he was awful. Like when he was there, right. it's not like it was. It was this wasn't a Trent Richardson situation where you took a running back that high and then you clearly saw he had nothing. Like cl- it was very apparent that he was talented. It's just yeah, it was short leash back then. Like think about that now. Like think about like Saquon, right? Where it's like. Thomas Jones has done more in Arizona than Saquon has done with the Giants, but yet you're just more committed because you're making such a, a high pick on this, this player. So, yeah, if they're just going to throw him to the wind, then I'd rather just not put Thomas Jones on the Cardinals at all. Definitely. And we'll move uh, to number eight. Eric's on the clock for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not going to be Plaxico because he's off the board, so let's see where they go here.
2: Which, which kind of just – demolishes the wide receiver class
0: like it's yeah, it's, yeah. burris it's, and coles are gone yeah i mean does
2: what like you already mentioned like dennis north go in the first round no i mean you can take a swing <laughs> at like somebody like daryl jackson um who was a great receiver but just yeah. not i don't know not maybe at that level of of a first round pick um so with that said i feel like this might be a little bit of a, a reach or maybe you know He may have been a product of where he played, um, but it was Cordell Stewart, and they were on their—I want to say—from '98 to 99 Two losing seasons in a row, which is unheard of in Pittsburgh. So I felt me would—they would need a—they would need a quarterback here. Brady's gone. There's not real much left. I mean, you got like there's only two choices, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) there's Chad Pennington, and then this other guy who I am going to take for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, Mark Bulger. The Steelers are going to take Mark Bulger here and see if they can, sure. you know, maybe get something going. Because they got a young Heinz Ward, Jerome Bettis, still in mid-20s. Um, just for the fact that there's no other wide receivers. I mean, if there was another decent wide receiver to go here, yeah. then it would have been. But without that, I think you go Mark Bulger.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, and, and when we're looking at this at hindsight, you do have to go... Was it was Mark Bulger truly that good, or was it, you know, the system that he was in? We don't know, but we know that he was solid, and you can do a lot worse than Mark Bulger. So, um, yeah, what was this coming off of that one year experiment? Or have we gotten to Tommy Maddox yet? No, Maddox hasn't no. happened yet. No,
2: he was. Uh,
0: so let's was, try to avoid that. It was
1: Stuart and Tomzek. <laughs> Just say Maddox,
0: yeah. This was yeah. Maddox's season in the XFL in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: So I like it. But ninety nine
2: like they finished six and ten, which, you know, that's not Steelers back then. I mean, yeah. they were always a solid team. I believe it's seven to nine the year before. Um, Cordell Stewart was always that, you know yeah. it, it was an experiment I feel just never worked out. So
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I get going quarterback here. I think that makes sense. Um, like you said, for the Steelers, two two back to back a lot of franchises that's that's all right if you feel like you have your guy, but that's not okay in Pittsburgh. I wonder if 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 I were making the pick and taking a QB, I might go Pennington for them. I think he might maybe fit because Cordell Stewart's kind of that, you know, improv, make something out of nothing, kind of chuck it down the field type guy. And I think Bulger had a little bit more gunslinger in him than Pennington. So they might want a game manager, you know, to just hand it off to Bettis. But I think you're, the upsides with Bulger, we know. I right? See, with yeah, hindsight. I feel Bulger
2: like, with with a, a Heinz Ward and, you know, other yeah. pieces they can put in later in a couple of years or, you know. It would work out really well, even though not a Steelers guy myself, but whatever.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I get it. Well, let's move on to uh, the Chicago Bears at nine for Marcus. Obviously, Brian Urlacher is gone. I mean, Thomas Jones is on the board. He did pretty well with the Bears. Let's see if that's what he does. Um, yeah, I'm looking at
1: this Bears roster heading into 2000, and uh, Mark Bulger going ahead of them right here is very unfortunate because three guys started games this year, Jim Miller, Cade McNown, and Shane Matthews. Um, And I mean, it's, it's just, it's tough. It's tough because they've got, they've got some, the defense I'm not as worried about. Um, but I mean, they did take Urlacher here, and I just don't—I don't know that I—that I feel great about Chad Pennington here. Um, gosh, this is tough. I—I'm—I'm I've, I've, I'm deciding between Chad Pennington and. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. You know what? Screw it. The I, Yeah, I thought of another name, but you know what? They they desperately need to address this quarterback position. And say what you want about China doll, Chad. The dude's accurate. He's not going to make mistakes. Give me that all day long over this glass of poop juices that is this quarterback room. So the Bears at nine, Chad Pennington. I agree.
2: If you, I, I, I've made so much, you know, throughout the trivia that we've done. And anytime I talk about the bears, I mean, their, their list of quarterbacks from up until now, I mean, it's not even like, it's not even like it's fixed yet. It's from Jim Harbaugh, which wasn't even great to begin with either until now there has been no one. So, I mean, Pennington was solid, you know, maybe if it goes differently with those, you
0: know, shoulder injuries and he might have a much better career. Yep. Yeah, I I think this would be great for the Bears because I mean we kind of saw with them. I mean and we see it. We I feel like we've seen it with them since this draft, like the instability at quarterback and you know trying for for different guys to get in there and it not working out. At least you get a guy here. You kind of you know what you're getting with him. You know he's game. You know game manager, air quotes, whatever. But. Not really someone that's going to turn the ball over if you can stabilize like your offensive line and get a running game going, especially in that type of division, that grit and grind division that they're in. I feel like Pennington's actually a pretty good fit there. Um I'm upset because I'm going to be honest. I was I would have taken Pennington here uh, for Baltimore Um because I'm looking at their roster and Tony Banks was their freaking quarterback. Um, Captain Fumble <laughs> the, the year before. <laughs> So I actually would have gone Baltimore. I'm on the clock for the Ravens at 10. Um, They already have Jamal Lewis, both in actuality and in this redraft. Um, They took Travis Taylor in this spot. That's not happening. Um, So I'm looking here. I'm I'm stuck between two. I I honestly would have gone Pennington if he was on the board. I'm looking at the roster here, and it's very, very clear that they need playmakers on offense, Um, not just Jamal Lewis. I mean, this is why they went running back wide receiver in the top 10 here. This receiver class though, I the only person I'm even considering at receiver isn't even really a receiver, and that's Dante Hall. Like just for the playmaking ability that you get with him. But this is high for a guy that primarily is only going to be on the field for kick and punt returns. So looking at the roster, we know that they have they built that Super Bowl caliber defense, and I mean it looks incredible. I'm look I have it up in front of me. Rod Woodson, Kim Herring, Chris McAllister, Ray Lewis, Peter Bowler where I see their aging is on the D line though. Tony Saragossa is 32. They had Rob Burnett and Larry Webster, both over 30 on that D line. So since he got two picks in the top 10, it's a little bit of a luxury pick. I'm going to go with, I mean, I've got a couple choices here on the D line. I'll, I think I'll go, I think I'll go D tackle. Um, I think Corey Simon fits nice here um, with this team. He's a Ravens type of player in the trenches, guy that they can even have him as a rotational piece a little bit as some other guys come in. So I'm going to draft Corey Simon for the Ravens here. It's not a sexy pick. It's not flashy, but they're getting a really solid player at a position that they value pretty highly. I mean, yeah, they
2: the quarterback thing probably would have been the best bet, but there was nobody. There's nobody right. left. You don't want to take I, I,
0: Giovanni Carmazzi? I, I was thinking about Tim Rattay here, but, you know, I'm just – I'm, I, 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 I'm not... Wait,
2: But with everything said, too, they won the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Just... It's, it's nuts to even think that. <laughs> like, that's it's so wild that uh... they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> that people was just there. Freaking good! That was maybe great. in oh. this
0: universe they pick up Cordell Stewart after the Steelers cut him because yeah, there they have there it is. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then they don't win the Super Bowl. Then they don't right, right. win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Jeez. So yeah, luxury pick there. Um. All right. So we're on the clock, number eleven now. Eric's drafting for the win. You got all the teams in in Cowboys division. You're drafting for the Giants.
2: Yeah. So they go what Ron Dane here. Ron Dane. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's gross. Um I mean
0: there's some running backs on the board if you want to. They don't they didn't
2: need a running back, so when they no. went Ron Dane, that was stupid. They have Tiki Barber and they were kind they were trying their best to, to give up on him. Um and he was only what twenty four, like they're like, he's not it, so let's move on. Yeah, they on. they fell into his success, which yeah. is ridiculous. Once he learned how to hold the ball and not fumble, he was a great running back, and I hate to say that. Um but looking at their team in ninety nine I mean, they have Strahan, decent secondary. Seahorn, Felipe, Sparks, yeah, Jesse Armstead, solid outside linebacker. They Michael Barrow in the middle. It I was okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's okay. There's nothing really other than Strahan that really wows you at this point. Um, Seahorn, I I still don't understand how he was good, but whatever. Um, was he? <laughs> it, well, that's that's what I mean. Like. He made, he's like, he reminds me of Mike Piazza. He's more hair than anything else. Um, but with this, I feel like they don't have that Justin Tucker, that you and Yora, so to go on the other side of Strahan yet. So I think they kind of just, you know, maybe take one step up or two, two positions up. And they're going to take John Abraham here.
0: Yeah, I like it. He stays in New York, and I feel like he might have gone back to the Jets because they're up twice in a row after this had he not gone here. So the Giants getting in front of uh, the Crosstown rivals to take Abraham. But, yeah, I mean, Abraham and Strahan together, that's, oh God, yes. That would, I mean, that, that would, is.
2: I would, again, I'm picking for the NFC East, and I, everything I'm doing right now just makes me sick to my stomach thinking the Cowboys going against them. Like, this would just have... How bad it could have been for the Cowboys, and it was still bad, but it could have been way worse.
0: Am I up? You're up. Uh, I mean, Marcus. I didn't know if you want to analyze John Abraham or not, but either way, oh, you're up because you I'm got pissed off.
1: well. I'm pissed off.
0: <laughs> because, yeah, spoiler alert, they already took John
1: Abraham, and I was just going to honestly take John Abraham a pick before right. the other person that they picked because this pass rush for – I mean, there's a reason they took two in a row in 2000 because this pass rush is just cheeks. It's so bad, and – That's why this is not going to be at all a surprise. They're going to stick with Sean Ellis because Sean Ellis was a really solid player for a really long time. And with Abraham off the board, um, they have to address this pass rush. I mean, there are names that I do not recognize on this roster. Uh, The only one I recognize, and that's because he went to Wazoo is Dorian Boos. (laughs) And other than that, I don't recognize people on this roster they need to address pass rush. Um, you can survive with old test Verde. This O-line's good. Um, they've got Curtis Martin. They've got Richie Anderson. Like, they can survive on three yards in a cloud of dust, And but they have to get after the passer, so they're sticking
0: with Sean Ellis at 12. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't argue it. It's, again, Abraham's gone. That should have been the pick had he been there. Um, Ellis had, yeah, Ellis had a really nice career. I mean, it, it, one of those guys, again, like it wasn't pretty, he's not a guy you like automatically think of when you think of D lineman in that era. But when you look at his stats and his longevity, like he had a really nice career and yeah, they're getting someone that they, again, it's, he's a player, like, you know what you're getting, you can plug and play him from day one on that atrocious defense that I'm also looking at the roster cause I'm up next with them, but yeah, they, <laughs> they need a lot of help. So that's yeah, it's a solid pick. Yeah. Not great. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, again, we know in, out of this draft, obviously, in, in actuality, they came out with Abraham, Sean Ellis, and Chad Pennington in this draft. So I'd I'd like to give him Pennington again here because – but Marcus said it. I mean, Vinny Tessa Verde is. I mean, whatever. Like I he, think play, he Lu-
1: played his best at this old age.
0: Yes. In in New York. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, I think Ray Lucas made the majority of the start to '99 for them. So even if they go with Tessa Verde, they're upgrading that position. So that's fine. Um, you know, you've got Curtis Martin. Keyshawn's gone. That's why they have all these trades. But you still have. I mean whatever, Wayne Corbett is a, he's a fine receiver. Like, and with this receiver class, it's, I'd rather have Wayne Corbett Wayne than most of the guys available on the board here. So I'm, I'm going to look defense again. They went defense, defense in these spots, and I'm going to do that as well. um I'd love to take a safety here uh, because the, their safeties, Steve Atwater and Victor green um, are a combined 63 years old at this point of going into this. So <laughs> I'd, I'd love to grab a safety and i mean there's some safeties in this in this draft class that i like i mean mike brown was a really good safety and mike green who was mr irrelevant in this class um there's a couple deon grant i was a, a pretty good safety for jacksonville but it, it feels kind of high for me with one of those safeties i'm gonna give him keith bullock um Ooh. because this linebacker core is pretty old as well you have got like an aging brian cox and really no one else there so we'll b- continue to boost up the front seven. Um, Marvin Jones and Mo Lewis. What about them? I mean, Mo Lewis was okay. Marvin Jones. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, and he's already going to be 28 and Mo Lewis is going It's going to be 31. Yeah, that's so fine. that's fine. Yeah. So I'm going to go Keith Bullock. Um, just another player that had a really, really good career uh, pro bowl linebacker. Um, just, yeah. I mean, a tackle. Machine I think,
1: I think so there. underrated. I mean he's a three-time all-pro. Now, all-pro to me is always going to trump the pro bowl because oh, 100%. And and to be a three-time all-pro but a one-time pro bowler, that's who I was struggling with cuz like at the at 9 with the Bears, I I was like, "Well, if you want to replace Erlacher, which is hard to do, you can do a lot worse than Keith Bullock, but eventually, you know, they had to take a quarterback." So, I love Keith Bullock. I think that's a great pick.
2: Yeah, I I considered him for the the Giants, um, but I felt like they needed more of a middle guy than than the outside. Yeah, Bullock. So yeah, no, it's a solid pick. He should definitely have not went thirtieth, but so I feel like he's getting his respect here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Sean Ellis and Keith Bullock. You could you could do a lot worse than those two. So, um, Eric, you're uh, up on the clock with. <laughs> The Green Bay Packers, Ugh. who in this spot took Bubba Franks.
2: Right. So here's, so. here's, it's very interesting on what they did here from 99 to 2000. They had an aging Dorsey Levens, so they, he, who barely oh. cracked a thousand yards, but he caught 71 balls in 99. That giant man caught, like, he just, he was not a, whatever. <laughs> About as unsexy as a running back. Right. right? Like, just the most, yeah. <laughs> whatever. So you would think running back here, right? And they thought running back, but they didn't address it in the draft. They Correct. addressed it by trading for Amon Green going into the two thousand, which worked out really well for them. But we don't know that happened, right? Do we act do we do that? Do we just assume? Mm,
0: so I, I no, because it doesn't in this universe affect the picks. Like the Keyshawn trade had to have happened for the Jets to be drafting yeah. three times in the first round. So we know that happened, whereas the Amon Green trade doesn't affect what we're doing here. Okay.
2: So here's that. With that said, based on you know two struggling seasons, like they they, I think they were like seven and nine or eight and eight with Brett Favre. Um, they needed a running back. Like I said, Dorsey Levens was just not cutting it. Uh, so in my head, you would go Sean Alexander immediately. But then I thought he doesn't
0: really mix well with what they're doing. Right, especially if they want someone to catch yeah. the ball.
2: so that would be Thomas Jones in my eyes. So I feel Thomas Jones isn't the ideal spot but he's the best available for them to take a running back so I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers taking Thomas Jones. So yeah. Maybe i Green stays in Seattle and can actually do that then.
0: I yeah uh. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. But yeah, <laughs> it it's a solid pick. It makes sense you want to get an upgrade at that position. And clearly Thomas Jones being a top 10 pick was seen as you know, a bell cow running back and it, yeah, you want to address that position. They were still pretty, pretty decent defensively. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a good pick trying to add to an offense that already has Brett Favre. So I'm not mad at it. Nope. I like it.
1: Um, man for uh, I'm up with Denver um, and I hate to do this two times in a row, but <laughs> this defense is old um, you know they're coming off their back you know they're coming off well they won back to back Super Bowls and then you know this is you know it's an aging team. Um, you know this is uh, the beginning of the decline of Terrell Davis. But we all know with Shanahan, he can plug in whoever at any – you know, he did it. Uh, I'm looking at Olandis, Gary, and Mike Anderson on this roster, and yeah. those guys are both going to eventually rush for over 1,000 yards. You do have old weapons, Rod Smith's 30, McCaffrey's 32. Um, but to me, this secondary is just – I mean, like you you mentioned it, Atwater's gone. Um Tyron Braxton's gone. Their corners are just—it's it, not great. So I'm gonna stick with Delta O'Neill. Delta O'Neill not a great player, but a solid player, and the only corner in this draft that's worth a damn. I'll just go out on a limb and say that. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna stick with Delta O'Neal to the Broncos at 15.
2: That's what exactly what I would have said. <laughs> it's, once I saw that, I'm like, no, that's that's got to be it.
1: It has to be. <laughs>
0: the only option (laughs) yeah i mean and again it's 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 not like i mean you know he didn't like the world on fire but he had a really nice long productive career so you're getting a guy that's not going to be a flash in the pan like he's he's going to be there you know for a while and he's going to play well so that's exactly what what you need to do i'm not mad at it at all that that's a really awful team to draft for. I'm I'm glad I didn't get that spot cuz yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. Um I'm up with the San Francisco 49ers uh at pick 16. This actual pick was Julian Peterson who I I really really like as a player. Um I'm look, yeah, I mean I'm looking at this roster and it, offensively they're great obviously. Um Jeff Garcia is in there, obviously, you know, TOs in there. Um and Charlie Garner's coming off like this incredible season. I'm looking at his stats from 1999, and he rushed for over 1,200 yards, and then he had over 500 receiving yards. So, TO's there. I mean, Jerry Rice is still there. So, I'm looking at a couple positions here. Offensive line looks pretty pretty bad, actually. I mean, they have a they had a, Jeremy Newberry was in there as a rookie, and he played nice for them. So, thinking offensive line, I'm I'm thinking possibly Chad Clifton plugging him into this offense to protect with the pass and the run, I think would be really nice. And then I'm looking at defense because they're also pretty old, particularly at safety. Um, so this is when I'm starting to think safety again, but I'm also, I can see why they drafted Julian Peterson because this linebacking crew is old. Um, Ken Norton jr. Is going to be 34. Winfred Tubbs is about to turn 30. So I, I do think we'll, I'll stick with linebacker with them. And I have a couple options. I can just re up Julian Peterson But I'm actually going to go with a guy who came up on a recent warmers episode that I think might have been a who for some people, which made no sense to me when Eric asked this question. But I'm going to draft Adelius Thomas because he was a really versatile kind of Swiss Army knife type linebacker. He was a good pass rusher. He was pretty good against the run. So I, I feel like you're getting a guy here that plugs in nicely to. defense he may be a couple it took him a little while to get going in baltimore but i part of that may have been that he was just behind so many other good players so maybe this is a little bit of a project pick it might take a couple years but we obviously know what type of player he ended up being so i'm gonna take the upside and go with adelius thomas
2: i love it i love adelius thomas and when like you said when people said who i'm like i i thought he
1: was great Adelius Thomas was a great player. I yeah, I couldn't believe it either. I was like wow, really? You don't know Adalius Thomas. Okay. All right.
2: (laughs) It's not much to say. Like he should not have went like as late as he did.
0: At all. Yeah. Absolutely. The disrespect. Get the disrespect off of Adelius Thomas's name, everyone. All right. Cool. Speaking of of disrespect, (laughs) Eric, (laughs) you're up for Oakland do oh don't God. Don't
1: don't say the smart ass thing that I think you're gonna say. Just don't. Don't. Fa Fabian Washington's not
0: available. Yeah, who who ran the fastest combine actually in in the in two thousand? We'll have to look that. We're at not
2: it. we're not I already thought of looking that up and I held back. I was gonna be nice, so I
0: didn't do it. Um so we know the actual pick here was the kind of well not kind of the controversial Sebastian Janikowski pick, so I mean he was a great kicker. He was <laughs> it's just an incredible kicker. Just
2: not, you, don't, you, don't do, you don't do that, all right? You don't do that. Just don't do that. Um, So what did they need? They needed defense. They needed a younger defense. They were very old, long in the tooth, some might say. Um, But then again, they also had sketchy running backs, I guess. I mean, it was Tyrone Wheatley and Napoleon Kaufman, which Kaufman was decent, but they weren't giving him the ball. I think Wheatley was their leading rusher like two years in a row, which was kind of gross. So it leaves me with, do you go Sean Alexander here? Or do I reach, not even reach, go for one of the most, I don't know. I I enjoyed Mike Brown a lot in the NFL. Um, Was he a product of that that great Bears defense? I don't know. Um, But I think they could use him here. Um, It's either that or... Who's that other guy? What's his uh, Rob Morris, who was great, just not, okay. yeah. just I don't know, sh- shorter career than probably he should have had. Maybe injuries, who knows? Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, I hate to do it and just pass Sean Alexander, where they could have used a great running back like that. Um, so I'm going to go Mike Brown here. I feel like they needed more youth on defense because when you look at how old everybody was, nice little turnaround and hopefully. You know, they don't suffer so much going forward.
0: Yeah, he also seems like a Raiders type of player, you know, kind of that hard-hitting safety in the back there. Um, you know, the last line of, of defense, if these terrible linebackers aren't tackling You know, running backs. you have Mike Brown back there. So, yeah, I mean, to me, he he is a Raiders type of guy. I think it's a good pick. You need to start somewhere with this franchise. And I'm just happy that you didn't pick Dante Hall because that's probably what they would have done. Yeah. So,
2: oh, yeah. I mean, well, Eric Allen's (laughs) 35. Marquez Pope was hitting 30. It was just, you know, I felt like maybe a,
1: a younger secondary would have helped him out a little bit. Chris Cole, wide receiver, Texas and m
0: ran a four three seven. Oh, <laughs> he actually got drafted pretty high too. I remember when I was looking through this, I saw his name. Pretty, Yeah, early. I mean, they
2: honestly too, they needed a wide receiver because Tim Brown was thirty four and James Jett was James Jet. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, they had, they got Jerry Porter in this draft, so, um, you know. In, in actuality, I think what he was a second rounder, I think, yeah. second or third. So they, they did address the position, just not at 17 because, you know, Janikowski. Oh, uh, Marcus, yeah. Looking for the Jets again.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the Jets have Sean Ellis and Keith Bullock, and let's see what Marcus is going to add to that roster. Okay, we've discussed this roster at length.
1: It's a little bit older, it's not great. And Later in this draft, in real life, they got Lavernius Coles. Lavernius Coles is gone. They need weapons on this roster because you said Wayne Kribet, and that's it. <laughs> they got, like, Diedrich Ward. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just not great, and there is – you know, we talked about the receiver class. It's not great, but there are some guys who are pretty solid, and – One that I think warrants a jump here at 18, since we're rolling with Vinny Tessaverdi, no Chad Pennington. Uh, At 18, I'm going to have the New York Jets select Daryl Jackson, wide receiver from Florida. Um, Yeah, he's – I mean, as a Seahawk fan, I watched him. He's just – like I said, he's just solid. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not going to wow you, but, I mean, in a four-year stretch – 70 for t- for a 1081 and eight touchdowns 62 for 877 and four 68 for eleven thirty seven and nine and two thousand four eighty seven for 11.99 and seven like you're gonna you can find you know i th- i think for this draft this is perfectly acceptable so uh yeah daryl jackson at 18 to the jets
0: yeah i mean that's they like you said they need it um i mean it's Man, I'm sure people are like, wow, I really <laughs> thought Travis Taylor was going to be the Florida receiver in this draft that that had the productive career. But it was clearly Daryl Jackson. And again, not a sexy receiver by any means. He wasn't a guy that would like wow you with anything on the field, but he just like he knew how to get open. He had good hands. He was a good route runner. Like he was just a really good football player and a good wide receiver. So and never kidding. pushed off in his life. <laughs> so um no yeah I think that's I think it's a solid pick they I think they had to go offense after going back to back defensive players and obviously with Curtis Martin you're not going running back so there wasn't much else that they could do there so I, I think it's a solid pick I agree I'm scared because I'm up next and I have the Seahawks so <sighs> Daryl Jackson's gone oh <laughs> <laughs> The, I, I, I considered him here because I'm looking at this roster from 99. Who the hell is Derek Mays and Sean Dawkins? Like, who the, are these? Sean receivers? Dawkins is solid. I Actually, no, I mean, I I do remember Derek Mays. Actually, I, think like,
1: I think it's interesting, actually, to to bring up a point real quick. I'm, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between the 99 roster and the 2000 roster. And it's like, it's interesting, you know, just in general between, you know, yeah. teams. Because you want to look at who left. And right. who yeah, anyways, doesn't matter.
0: I'm looking at this team, um, and I'm like, John Kitten is, John Kitten had a decent season. Um, rookie waters is still there, he's on the wrong side of thirty. So of course Sean Alexander's still on the board, so I may just, you know, go chalk um and kind of Jamal Lewis's thing and just give them Sean Alexander again. I wanna give them a wide receiver, but I I just don't feel comfortable enough. Taking Sylvester Morris here. Sorry to break that to you, but I, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. um Or some of the other receivers here that we mentioned before. On the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Sean Springs is there, right? Anthony Simmons is there. um Chad Brown. Chad Brown was actually a really good linebacker that I feel like people forgot about. um I think I'm just gonna go Sean Alexander here, so that. I don't upset anyone that else that's doing this podcast with me. And, I mean, I will upset him because he doesn't like the player, but at least it's what they did in real life. So it's like instead of being pissed at me, he can continue to just be pissed at the franchise. So I'm just going to go Sean Alexander for the Seahawks, um, running back on the wrong side of 30, and they need a little bit more dynamic plays on uh, on offense. This was,
2: for people, the Cowboys pick. That that's right. Seattle guy. The Joey Galloway, right? The Joey Galloway trade. Yeah
1: disgusting (laughs) we're both sad about that yeah for for (laughs) different because i wanted to keep i wanted them to pay joey galloway pay the man his money and they said no see you later
0: all right yeah no that's that's done okay seahawk sean alexander it's just it's written in the in the stars i guess um which brings us to number 20 eric's on the clock for the detroit lions who drafted stokar mcdougall in this spot
2: so if you ever want to, if, if you want to throw up, look at the 1999 Detroit Lions offense. I will give a dollar to somebody who can tell me who the leading receiver was for the 99. Oof. yeah, I, yeah, I don't have, I don't have it in front of me. The, the 99 Lions. Yeah, Jermaine Crowell.
0: Yes, I get a yeah, dollar. Yeah.
2: Killing me. 81 balls, 13, 1,300 yards. Yeah. From Charlie Batch and Gus Farrat. So this this offense, running back Greg Hill, awesome. Ron Rivers. This is just disgusting.
0: I'm so sad now for taking Sean Alexander. Oh,
2: like, like, what do they need here? I mean, I, uh, Like, how do you just look at a roster and be like, I, there's so many holes. We're 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 the the boat sinking. The boat's sinking. Uh, no matter what I, hole I plug, there's a bigger one somewhere else. There's and to be picking this late, how were they picking this late? Like it just it just doesn't make sense as the Lions, like whatever. Anyway, so they needed all line. There's not much. Um I think what we're gonna do is kinda of, he was already brought up once by Marcus. I think the Lions go just for lack of anything else really available, uh, we're gonna go Chad Clifton to the Lions offensive tackle.
0: Yeah.
1: He, had that, to, he he was going to go at some point. <laughs> he's, it's such a
2: bad – oh, my God. Everyone should be fired. The owner, everybody. <laughs> Disgusting. Their defense wasn't bad, but that offense – there's no way that defense could hold anybody to zero points and the offense get
0: three because that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like you said, in this spot, you kind of go – best player available which uh, again now that we have hindsight that's Chad Clifton. I mean he was a really 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 good left tackle for a long time. So if you're getting that it's you're stabilizing something at least you have something that you can try to build around, you know. So it, yeah, it's the Lions. I I'm oh not my
2: else. I'm, I'm not like just diving into the 99 season. They were 8 and 4. Made the playoffs. They made the playoffs at 8 yeah. and 8. <laughs> <laughs> went eight and four, finished eight and eight, and then lost to the Redskins. Just it's ugh. well. I, I got to see two thousand. Then they went. How did they go nine and seven in two thousand? Anyway, keep this going. <laughs> I think his name is
1: Barry Sanders. No, <laughs> he wasn't there. Did, I thought ninety nine was his last season.
2: No, he wasn't. He was. If he was there, he wasn't running the ball. Their leading their leading rusher was Greg Hill.
1: Ugh. I don't even know who that is in a sense. Exactly. Bad.
2: 542 yards led the team hmm. in rushing.
1: Maybe. Okay. So maybe it was the 98 season. Yes. Yeah, and then the
2: following season. year,
0: James Stewart. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All, All right. right. You're on the clock uh, with Kansas City. Um, this was the Sylvester Morris pick. So let's see what the <laughs> Chiefs are doing. This is a.
1: It's such a weird. So the thing with the Chiefs is they pick Sylvester Morris. But I don't I don't necessarily like I don't hate the weapons. It, it it's a curious pick in my opinion because in ninety nine um in ninety nine their their receivers are like Derek Alexander, Joe Horn, um and, and aging Andre Risen. They had a Pro Bowl kick returner, Tamaric Vanover. Like it's not the cupboard's not empty. It's not. So it's just kind of... I still just find it strange that that's what they decided to do. Um, oh, the secondary is not good. But we've said it a bunch of times here that... I mean, this secondary class in general is not great. Um... but I I just can't ignore how bad this safety class is I mean they they had James Hasty who's 34 years old uh, they had Chris Dishman who's 34 they just need to get younger on the back end and you brought him up earlier um, Scott and maybe this is a little early just because he's you know, he had a solid career, but not a great career, but I just can't, I don't, I I feel like this secondary is a crime against humanity. (laughs) So at 21, the Kansas city chiefs are going to take Dion Grant.
0: Yeah. I like, I like Dion Grant. He, he was a a good player for those, you know, good Jacksonville Jag, you know, teams during the, like the early two thousands, I felt like he was solid in in the, in the secondary there. So yeah, I think that's a great pick. he, he, he played well for the Seahawks, too, when he came over. That's true. Uh, you know, yeah, he did. Better. He did. He's, ah, I he's, remember,
1: he's a good player.
0: I remember him just being teamed up with Donovan Darius from Jacksonville, and they just had like a really solid set of safeties there for a while. Um, but yeah, like you said, when you're in a position like the Chiefs are defensively here, you just at that point need to go with who you feel like is going to be productive, and at least we know he's a productive player at a position of need there. So it's a good pick. All right, so uh, am I up again with Seattle again? <laughs> hmm. I don't think yeah. gonna, you, go well, you can't. Again. Worse. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> take Chris McIntosh who is who is where where they went with this pick. I hate them so much for this. Oh. <laughs> I right. was
1: so mad. I remember being at my grandparents' house and watching this draft. I didn't want them to take Sean Alexander and they took him and then they followed up with freaking Chris McIntosh. It's a nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, and especially when you had, you know, Walter Jones, didn't really need Chris McIntosh. So no, no, he didn't. I'm not going with uh, Chris McIntosh. Um, man, I, I, again, I, I would love to give them a wide receiver here. I just, I'm not, I, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> there's multiple Pro Bowl tight ends on the board. <laughs> Right. I mean Bubba Franks is on the board. <laughs> Still. Um I kinda want to, but Christian Fourier wasn't terrible. He was okay.
1: He's a terrible person. He's just not right. you like know a he's terrible tight end.
0: Yeah, he's a serviceable tight end. So because I went offense the first time for this team, I think I'll go defense. Um I'm looking at this defense. I, I named a lot of the guys earlier. They're okay. They're they're like pretty, pretty good in most spots. Safety, I think, could be upgraded. But again, Deion Grant just came off the board. So missed out there. I think I'm going to just try to beef up the pass rush a little bit. Michael Sinclair is going to be 32. Um, you know, he was the left end for this season. So I, I'm going to try to pair someone with Philip Daniels and Sam Adams uh, on that D line there. I'm gonna go with a guy that he was a fifth rounder in this draft, but he had 75 career sacks. I'm gonna uh, go with Kabir Bajabi, and Miller here uh, to the Seahawks. You just ruined the, the Carolina Panthers'
2: day.
1: <laughs> well, you're not gonna stay chalk and pick Rashard oh Anderson. My God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Kabir, KGB here. Ugh. Yeah, there, there's a couple pass rushers, and they definitely needed it. And KGB, yeah, it was a, it was a great. Great for a very, you know, brief stretch of time, but he was really, really good. I like it. No, definitely. Like I said, he was
2: the pick for the Panthers next, so it kind of leaves me scrambling here.
0: Well, yeah, they took Rashard Anderson in the corner. Clearly, they need a corner. This is a really deep corner class, so this should be really easy for you. <laughs> this should be really easy, to. <laughs>
2: Can we just cancel the draft after the top guys are gone? Can right. we just like nobody else worked out, let's move on.
0: Do you want to call Washington and
2: see if they'll, they'll trade Champ Bailey? Uh, I might have <laughs> to. I mean, it, it's getting to the point when you start going down the list and you're just like, yeah, Shane Leckler. Like, did we take a punter?
0: <laughs> Do we just? Well, Frank's is on the board. Uh, I, don't, I
2: don't. Well, unfortunately, the Panthers had the fourth best offense points yeah, for in 1999. They had a great offense they were one of those teams that started slow and then caught fire at the end probably went about i think they went about five and two to end the season um but their defense was points points against was 26 out of 31 um they needed help on defense kevin the late kevin green um was their leading sack getter uh their offense was it it was wesley walls like it was it was good muhammad timbiak matuka fred lane That's a great offense. Patrick Jeffers, most people don't remember him. He was a solid wide receiver. Um, But, yeah, their defense needed help. And where do you get it? Where do you get it when there's nobody left? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, you can even scroll down. There's nobody left. (laughs) There are
0: are some pro bowlers left.
2: There are, but, uh, I mean, so really at this point, it's down to, like, Ian Gold and Rob Morris yes. So I feel what they're going to do here is they're going to take a linebacker and they're going to go Ian Gold out of Michigan.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not a sexy pick, but it's he he was an effective player. I mean, it's probably the byproduct of that Tampa defense, but you know, whatever. At least you're getting a guy that's going to play and he's going to be solid. Yeah. Yeah, it's we're we're
1: we're scrambling here at the end because there's a lot of there's, stuff that's yeah, happened. This is
2: see, Scott. When this started, you're like, oh, this is a deep draft. It's not that deep. It's deep, deep
0: at the top from like there's a lot of there's a lot of serviceable players is what I mean. Yes. Like a lot of guys from this draft played seven, eight, you know, 10 years like they didn't maybe play at a high level, but they they played. And at this point at the bottom, it's like, I'll just take a guy, at least I know he'll be at my position for the next five or six years and I won't have to address it. Travis Prentice, no? It's like deep (laughs) in that sense. Like like Rob Morris, for example. Not like a guy that was like all that good, but he played and he played at a fine level for a long time.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree. I'm just,
2: just when you're looking for first round caliber talent, there's not much left.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm up with the 49ers at 24. Remind me who you took at 16. Keith Bullock, right? No, Adelius Thomas. Oh, Adelius Thomas. Right, 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 right.
0: Okay. Um, Not going oh. Ahmed Plummer here.
2: You know, what, you know what? Let's take a second, Scott. If you want to just go back, go through like the last handful of picks just to see where we're
0: uh, yeah. listening. Uh, yep. So I'll just go from like... Um, uh, 15, 15, Denver was Delta O'Neal, 16, San Francisco with the Thomas, 17, uh, was Mike Brown, 18, oh, I gotta find it. 18 was Daryl Jackson, which was a really good pick to the Jets. <laughs> 19 was Sean Alexander to the Seahawks pick 20 was Chad Clifton to the Lions. Twenty one with Dion Grant to the Chiefs. Twenty two. I lose twenty two. Twenty-two was someone and twenty-three was Ian Gold.
2: Who'd you take for the Seahawks? That was your pick. Uh, I forgot.
0: Oh, you took ETG. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah KGB was twenty two and then Ian Gold twenty three.
1: Okay. So just that that helped me clarify.
0: Um, because there still
1: is a guy on the board. And in real life, San Francisco already picked him, but he's still available and is mm-hmm. a solid player. He's just solid for a long time. Um, and and with Adelius Thomas going, he's obviously more of a pass rush, and uh, this guy could do both. He, he kind of played both roles in San Francisco, played off ball, played kind of an edge. So, you know, that versatility is nice. So at 24, uh, the San Francisco 49ers are going to take Julian Peterson from Michigan State. Uh, that that helped. I wanted to clarify that he was still there. Yep. Um and yeah, yeah, I think it's an easy pick for them. He's a he's a really good player. Um and yeah, it's that's that was a lot less stressful than some of these other picks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I that's a really nice, you know, linebacker set there that you can kind of start to build your defense around. So, and like you said, I I feel like they m- match pretty well together as far as linebacker styles they can definitely play well together on the field so that's that's a solid pick and it's a pick that they made so clearly they like the guy
1: well and like this is when we talked about from the top there are certain teams that drafted positions that they needed like corner but there just aren't corners here in this whole draft yeah Yeah. and it's not a joke you guys can when you listen to this look it up this corner class is garbage it's all garbage you can find guys who are like the fourth corner on your favorite team for like a few years, but like they, they just were not good. So it's tough with the, with that. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Go, it, it, ugh, I, ugh, just looking at them again, I'm
2: just like you don't you don't even know. know these names.
1: No, no,
2: they're bad.
0: Yeah, and no, I'm I'm up next, and I'm I'm drafting for the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm looking at their roster, and I'm like a corner would be perfect here, but can't do it. Can't. I mean. I, I don't know who Jimmy Hitchcock is, but he started all 16 games for the Vikings at corner in 1999. And I guess he's going to start again in 2000 because I'm not drafting one for them. So I'm looking at this roster and we know obviously offensively they're, they're fine from a skills position standpoint. Oh, you, Really? <laughs> yeah, I think they're okay. I think they're okay. So I, I don't have to worry about that right off the the jump. So I'm looking on the defensive side of the ball. They took Chris Hoven um, in this actual draft to, Honestly, we'll probably end up being drafted in this redraft just because he played at a high level for a long time, like a lot of these guys at the bottom. I'm looking for maybe a little bit more upside, or at least I'm trying to, but I'm not really seeing that. Uh, there are a couple names here. There's a linebacker still that's out there that would interest me. But just looking at the Vikings roster, they have Kaylee Wong and Dwayne uh, Rudd in there who are both young that they've just kind of taken the last couple of years. So they may want to let them play and see what they have. I think I'm going to stick with defensive tackle, um, which is what they did. Definitely a position of need that they were drafting for. I mean, they had some guy named Jerry Ball, who was 36. Uh, so we definitely need to get younger at that position. But I want to go with someone that had a little bit more upside, but maybe didn't have as productive a career as Chris Hoven. But I always felt like he had all the tools. He just couldn't put it together um, in his actual career, in, primarily in Washington. But I'm going to draft Cornelius Griffin uh, on upside here for the Vikings, because he's someone that I think teams kind of looked at and said, it's not all there yet. But he has the makeup. He has all the, the tools. And if he can put it together, he'll, he'd he be really good. So with the Vikings being kind of a, you know, playoff Super Bowl contender, they can kind of take that risk and gamble on some upside. So Cornelius Griffin to the Vikings.
2: Yeah, this late. I mean, there's not much, you know, that you're gonna find that's gonna wow anybody. But that's what they they didn't need a wow position. They needed that guy
0: in the middle. Yeah, and and again, and he was, you know, he made my basically. I don't know what, what kind of how you guys went about it, but my strategy was I wrote down like 32 names of people and said these are kind of my first round guys. So if they're still available. I'm going to try to fit them in somewhere if I can. And he was one of my 32, just kind of based on his upside. And I felt like he was a decent player, like on some, granted, he was on some pretty good defenses. So I don't know how much of it was him, but nevertheless, he was on my 32, so he's off the board.
1: Okay, hey Eric, I have a question for you. What's I've up? drafted for the Jets so many times, and I'm going to end up with them again. Do you want to swap <laughs> so you don't have to pick for Buffalo? I, I'll roll. I'll roll with it if we want to keep doing that. But if you wanted to not pick for the Bills, <laughs> I'm I'm cool to switch. But if not, I'll I'll power through. No,
2: you you could take. I mean, it, it's. I'm. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. That, All right, that's okay. Better.
1: Okay, I just I've got New York Jets fatigue. I'm tired of looking at this roster. All right, give me a second. <laughs> I mean, I think I know what I'm going to do for them, but uh I just wanted to double You're check. You're on the clock
0: now for Buffalo. Yeah, we're just making a quick switch. Yeah, yeah, all good. Eric Flowers was the the <laughs> pick, the actual pick here. <laughs> which one? People, were, people weren't <laughs> jumping through tables when they made this pick. Oh god. This was this was
2: actually the beginning of their drought, which is funny. That's Yeah. yeah.
0: So maybe Marcus can help avoid that drought although with the players left maybe not.
2: It was no, it, I honestly I think it was more a uh uh front office type issue that was the problem as far as you know cuz they didn't want Doug Flutie to be the quarterback even though he's the one yeah. that got him to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it, and and that's unfortunate because you know looking at this roster, you know, it's not it's not bad and and again, you let Doug Flutie do what he does they had everybody retire. Bruce Smith retired, Thurman Thomas retired, they cut Andre Reed. But they had Eric Molds, they had Peerless Price. You know, I think they were solid on offense. I mean, Thurman Thomas retired, but Antoine Smith was perfectly fine, perfectly reasonable back. Um, and they needed pass rush. You know, Bruce Smith retired, like I said, you know, they have they have a solid interior D line, but this pass rush is garbage. So let's go with somebody who I always thought was very underrated. Um, ended up with 67 total sacks in his career. Um, hit double digits three times. The uh, at what 26 uh, for the Bills? I'm going to take Darren Howard. Ooh. Out of Kansas State. Like it. He went. He went in the top of the second round to New Orleans, and I just always loved Darren Howard. I thought he was a really solid player. So if he can hit double digit sacks a couple times for those Bills teams, I think they're a lot happier than what they got from Eric Flowers. Oh my God. <laughs> So Darren Howard,
2: <laughs> yeah. Past, I, I, you I, said it earlier. Pass rush in this draft was ends cornerback. I've not ooh. seen a worse draft, and I, I mean this is, ugh.
0: Yeah, no. Darren Howard's a solid pick there. He, uh, probably a pretty forgotten guy, but like you said, double digit sacks three times is out of this draft. That's phenomenal. So yeah, yeah. That's that's a good pick, and it's at a position of need as well for a team that, like you said, is pretty sad offensively. So that's a that's a good pick. So, I have the I Jets. Jet. Yeah, you, you're you're finally you're the last one of the three of us to pick for the Jets. So just to recap for you, in this draft, they've taken John Abraham, Keith Bullock, and Daryl Jackson.
2: So I'm gonna. So they,
0: they've had a nice draft haul so far, I, thanks to I Marcus agree. and I. They they go Anthony Beck here, Ugh. so they they need a tight end. Yeah, you might as well just do it. He's There's a... two. There are two Pro Bowl tight ends available. It's not just Papa Franks. If you look at this draft, there's another one.
2: But I feel like Bubba Franks would work. Oh, he's
0: definitely better than the other one,
2: which he's is Aaron still... Shea. Yeah, nobody wants Aaron Shea. <laughs> um, so, I mean, just for – they've already had, what, eight picks this draft? <laughs>
1: it's just only, – Only time ever that a team has picked four times in one round, in the first round. And so... still
2: sucked afterwards? Oh, wait, no, that was, end... End that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> Um, no, they're gonna just go they're gonna, you know, he's he's sat in the green room long enough, Bubba Franks to the Jets.
0: Yeah, it's a very Jets pick. We said it earlier, they really need weapons uh for whoever's gonna be a quarterback we will say it's probably gonna be Testa Verde. So now they've got Daryl Jackson in there, you got Bubba Franks in there. Offense is looking a lot more promising. So and then you got Keith Bullock and Abraham on defense. It's a really nice four-player haul in this draft for the Jets. I think that Jets fans should be thanking us for what we did for them because right. it's for a lot what,
1: for what could better. have been. We got yeah. him there eight years
0: early because he ended right, right. there. So <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> Oh man. Um, okay, so since we switched, how do we want to finish this out? Just what go back. We... Just keep it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll go... go
0: back to yeah. the Don't way it was. It. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that means I'm up for the Colts. I'm gonna make this real quick. Um, this was Rob Morris. <laughs> Eric's guy apparently. I love, uh, I enjoyed Rob, Rob Morris. Morris. There was no you, you know why cuz you have similar facial hair. Probably. I I I just figured it out. Um I'm I'm looking at the roster here. I'm gonna, I'm going to go linebacker as well, but I'm not going to go Rob Morris. I'm going to go with Marcus Washington. Um he's pro bowl linebacker that's still on the board. I not that dissimilar to Rob Morris. I think maybe a little bit of a better player and a better career. So you're getting the same position and I think a little bit of an upgrade. So Marcus Washington to the Colts.
2: I mean, it's probably an upgrade from what they got, I will admit that right so
0: yeah yep, not much to be said there again, not not the sexiest player, but he had a nice career and he was he played at a high level, so no, I mean when with we're this, Cornelius Griffin my guy
2: when we're this late in the draft, I mean a lot of these picks aren't sexy anymore, so right this is this is the Dorsey Levin section of the draft this i is...
0: I considered receiver there for the Colts like'cause because this is pre Reggie Wayne to pair with Harrison, but now nah, I'm good like Marcus Pollard's still there and well, I'll, maybe we'll get him a, a receiver next year. We'll we'll see how that redraft goes. All well, right. So. So back to you, right, Eric? Yeah. yeah. Back to you for Jacksonville at twenty nine, the R.J. Soward pick in real life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so their defense Sauard.
0: was was good. I'll I'll say that right now.
2: Their defense was yep. good. Um, their offense wasn't bad either. I mean, they're coming off a fourteen and two season. That's right, the Jaguars, for, for these young kids listening right now, were once 14-2. and two. With Mark Brunel, Fred Taylor, Keena McCardle, Jimmy Smith, Kyle Brady. They had a great team. And then, I don't know what happened. Would they get sold? And then it's just the end of the world. Anyway. <laughs> so, they needed a wide receiver. I mean, they didn't really have... When you're picking this late, you don't really have big needs. So, they went... RJ Soward. So I think since this isn't really much of a reach or a jump, I think this is where Dennis Northcutt goes. Um, maybe, maybe a better chance, or maybe a, uh, it's it's late. I don't know. I we we talked about Peter Warwick. Maybe his life would be different if he went somewhere else. I don't know, but I think they go. Northcutt wasn't terrible, so I'll put that out there. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't good, but I think we're out of good players, so Dennis Northcutt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Man. Okay, so I'm really torn because there's a lot of – I I have the Titans, sorry. The Titans next. The the Keith Bullock pick that's not going to happen it's not going to happen. And, um, you know, I could, I could just go Rob Morris and be done with it. But man, I, I, as I look at this team, you know, from 99, they're, they're yard shy of winning a super bowl. They have Eddie George, Eddie George and Lorenzo Neal is just nuts. That's just that. That's CTE for linebackers. <laughs> you play if you played against the Tennessee Titans in that time frame you got your head snapped back a few times um so going from 99 to 2000 they did they did uh you know i don't love their weapons kevin dyson obviously hindsight is whatever they probably aren't going to take a receiver um but i will shout out that i thought you were going to go here eric with the last pick because I'm very tempted to take Jerry Porter yeah, um, yeah. for the Titans. I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, Chris Hovan's still there, who had a solid career. Fred Robbins is another D-tackle that's there that had a really long and, and pretty solid career. Um, their interior for Tennessee's not great. Their interior D-line... Um, but when you look at this linebacking core with no Keith Bullock, it's not good. <laughs> so as much as I wanted to maybe go off the beaten path, the slide stops here for old buddy uh, Rob Morris, and Rob Morris goes 30 to the <laughs> to the Titans. The, the two-pick slide stops. Yeah, the two-pick slide. I honestly thought he might move up just because of the weakness of some positions. I thought Rob Morris might go earlier, but uh, yeah, <laughs> he 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 has to wait two picks longer to hear his name called so Rob Morris linebacker BYU to the Titans you know yeah, i love
0: it solid <laughs> right eric loves it i mean yeah like you said it's, <laughs> clearly it was a position that they they wanted getting Bullock in the actual draft so you're just slotting a guy in obviously he isn't going to play at as high a level but he's going to be a solid player there so uh i'm up on the clock and apparently this is the last pick of the first round here because there's no texans so um You know, I'm picking at 31 for the Super Bowl champion, St. Louis Rams. um, I'm really tempted to I mean, they took this is they took trunk candidate in (laughs) this spot in the actual draft, which didn't make a lot of sense (laughs) and didn't work out. Um, I'm not going to do that because Marshall Falk's still there and he's still very productive. You've got the two young receivers. So as much as I want to throw in like Peter Warwick here for the sake of getting him in the first round on talent alone. I can't because it just doesn't make sense. I think like Eric was saying, his career is probably a lot different if he ends up on the Rams here, but I'm not going to do that. Um looking at the roster here. There's definitely some spots on defense that I feel like could be addressed, but I just don't think the players are available to do that. Um, and defensive tackle. They're actually okay. DeMarco Farr had eight and a half sacks the year before from the D tackle spot. So I'm sorry, Chris Hoven, but I guess you're not going to be in the first round. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at this O line. That's where I'm going to go. And I'm stuck between a couple different offensive linemen here. Um, cause honestly, I feel like, well, one of them, I definitely feel like deserves to be in the first round in this redraft. And that's Marvell Smith. Um, because he was a pro bowl left tackle. He was really, really, um, good for the Steelers for a long time. Um, but Orlando Pace is in St. Louis. So that doesn't really make sense. Maybe Marvell Smith can move to the right side. Um, but then I'm also looking at center and, they really need help there as well, uh, and I feel like this is a team again. They just went, they just won the Super Bowl. They want to just go solid and get someone they know will come in and play at a high level. And to me, that's Brad Meester because he did that for Jacksonville for a very, very long time and anchored that offensive line. So, to really safe, unspectacular pick to end this thing. But the Rams are going to draft Brad Meester, the center.
1: Yeah. Um, Shout out to Sean O'Hara, who was undrafted in this draft. Uh, He was pretty solid center also for the Giants uh, for a long time. Uh, Not a lot of undrafted guys. Um, No, this is a notable undrafted.
0: Yeah. um, So that's it for our first round. Um, Yeah. Why don't we just kind of real quickly. Are there any guys that you is there anyone that you guys are surprised didn't make our first round here? Um, are th- were there any other guys kind of on either of your, I guess, big boards that you felt like maybe should have been in the first round?
1: I mean, Hovan,
0: I figured would probably, I thought you were just going to go chalk and just keep him the same. I mean, he was, he was good. Yep, I considered it. Um, and in hindsight, maybe I should have, but I, like I said, I feel like Cornelius Griffin had more upside at the top, like just more upside pick. Chris Hovan was just really solid. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad
1: that Dante Hall didn't make it, honestly, because he did nothing in the receiving game. And, like, for the people that are, like, bitching about Devin Hester not getting in the first ballot, I'm sorry, but that's awesome. He's awesome. He should go in the Hall of Fame. You just can't put somebody whose primary position was something that happens, like, four to, you know, five times a game that he gets an opportunity to touch the ball. I just can't in good conscience put him in the— so so like I think Dante Hall absolutely would have like if we were to keep going around would have been up there because yeah. then you can start to you know go well at least for playmaking we can put him in there but um I, I honestly don't have that many names I've Tyrone Carter was a solid um strong safety for a while uh, same with Conoy Kennedy
0: Yeah Conoy Kennedy was one of one of the guys that I had as well um with like I said Mike Green too the the other Bears yeah. safety who yeah. was Mr. relevant in this draft. Um Ruben Drones was a guy that I saw and I was like, oh that'd be fun. The offensive
2: <laughs> the offensive rookie of the year was not um taken in the first round cuz he was that much of a flash in the pan. It's Mike Anderson.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I was I, I was thinking him to uh there at the end I have him on my list.
0: Um, of course, we didn't go kicker uh, Janikowski, uh, but it's also Neil Rackers and Shane Graham were both in this class, and they were both really solid kickers. The Raiders drafted Janikowski and Shane Leckler in the same draft. Yes, they did. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> A guy that, looking at it now, I probably should have taken before was um, Adawale Gunale. I was just going to say him, yeah. Yeah. Because he, was, he, was, he was very good. Yeah, he was a really good pass rusher for a while. So he's a guy that made, Hank Fraley— I mean, another like solid center. He was on those Eagles teams. Like he was, he was pretty good for a little bit. Who is this other Pro Bowl tight end you were referring to?
1: Aaron Shea. was Aaron Shea. What?
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, that's fine.
1: What do you What do you make it as a long snapper? What are you talking about?
0: I feel like he might have made it as a as a tight end. No, he didn't. There's no no. What? He ha- I'm looking at the thing. He's definitely a pro boy. Let me see. Let me actually click into his everyone. Profile also,
2: was it everybody's favorite or favorite XFL player was in the undrafted?
0: Yes. Yes. He hate me. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, How about does anybody have a favorite player in this draft that never worked out? But like you had such high hopes for them.
2: Oh, 100. I mean, it's oh, the first overall Julius pick. Griffin.
1: I mean, it was first overall pick for me because
2: I'm a Penn State guy it's courtney brown like he was he looked amazing like he looked like he would just demolish everybody and just he didn't yeah
1: i'll tell you mine uh running back he's a pack 10 running back he was the one who made me want to get a back plate for the first time <laughs> because his jersey was tucked up and he looked unbelievable uh and that's J.R. redmond from Arizona State, he was Ugh. amazing in college. Ugh. I just always remember his Sun Devil uniforms, and he looked ridiculous. He had the he had a dark visor. He he was awesome, and I wanted him to be good so bad. He's a Super Bowl champion. He is a Super Bowl. Yeah. Champion. <laughs> <laughs> you you do have to address him as Super Bowl champion.
0: I'm pretty sure Jr. Redmond.
2: I doubt he still has his ring, but he's a Super Bowl
0: champion. <laughs> um. I always wanted Des White to be better than he was. Um he went to the Bears in this draft in the third round. I always wanted him to be better. Um trying to think. I don't think there's too many other guys that I like was really hoping would be good. Michael
1: Wiley, Travis Prentice. I mean it's Joe Hamilton. Joe, Ham- yeah. Joe Hamilton from Georgia Tech. He was like five nine playing quarterback.
0: Yeah. I do remember him, yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. There's some other like, again, there are a lot of guys. Peter Sermon's uh, like he played for a long time. He was pretty good. Um, there's so many guys in this draft. Like Tavares Tillman was a good safety out of this draft. So there were a lot of guys that played for a long time. But I feel like for the most part, we got probably I mean, I, at least like, I, I, my my list of people
2: that I didn't want to work out is much much <laughs> larger. I really wanted Levira Arrington to crash and burn much sooner than he did, um, just because he went to Washington.
0: Uh, but Yeah, uh, yeah, I just, just look at these receivers, man. Warwick, Travis Taylor, Sylvester Morris, R.J. Soward. That's all in the first round, and and then Dennis Northcutt, whatever. But second round, Todd Pinkston. Jerry Porter, like these guys, these the second round receivers lasted longer than the first round receivers, at least. Oh yeah, like That's they nice. weren't solid, but Oof. the Chris Cole went in the third round, the guy who ran the fastest forty. <laughs> to Denver. Oh, Ron Dixon, I forgot about Ron Dixon. Ron Dixon, oh, I, gosh. Yeah, I remember Ron Dixon. <laughs> oh, caught a pass once. I will say this. Coming out of this draft, I feel like Washington and the Jets are the two franchises. I'm most excited to see where we take them over the next yes. couple of years with their draft picks. The Jets are looking good. Washington's got the best quarterback of all time. <laughs> I am just going to say, like, I think
2: you, it's already been proven that you don't have to put anything around him.
0: Right. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, we just got to get some O-line, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah. We'll just draft all the Patriots O-linemen. So, to, Marcus Cannon to, come to out. Watch. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I'm like, all right, where's Matt Light? <laughs> How can I get him to Washington? Um, any last thoughts from you fellas before we head out?
2: No, this is fun. I'm looking forward to sabotaging. Uh, no, not even sabotaging. Um, no, you
0: make made teams in your division better.
2: I know. And the Cowboys, we didn't even get to make a pick for the Cowboys because, you know, yeah. awesome.
1: Um, yeah, I'm very excited to get into just, you know – better classes (laughs) there'll be a lot tougher decisions to make and we're not just like at the end going uh i mean sure
0: this guy caught a ball once (laughs) well yeah yeah. what's interesting about this one is the only real point of contention we had is the tom brady thing at the top there's really nothing else where it's like you really mess that up or that it is really a pressing thing i'm excited for other drafts where it's like like for the next one what what do we do with michael vick you know what i mean like that's he's such that's such an intriguing like prospect so it's like where does michael vick end up just for the next one how far does
2: richard seymour fall off that piece of trash
0: (laughs) (laughs) right so i'm i'm excited like you know for that and then yeah just for some of these like quarterback classes coming up too um definitely interested to see like especially when we get to you know the big band eli philip rivers one like there's some things coming up in our next few like episodes that i think are going to be really really interesting alright well then I guess that's it Um, thanks for listening to the Naked Bootleg you know who we are and we don't really have like that fancy until next time we'll keep the bench warm thing
2: until next time we'll put a robe on
1: yeah
0: until next time (laughs) flash the robe flash whatever (laughs) I hope you start out every one of these like that (laughs) in a robe bare chested in a robe
1: think about that everybody alright we're out